welcome to Plaque Podcast Series featuring the 2022 Plaque Legislative Interns. This podcast edition is funded by the European Union under the Support to Democratic Governance in Nigeria, EU SDGN2 program. Welcome to the fifth episode of the 2022 podcast series. My name is Gift Obuja Okechuko, a 2022 plug in 10 representing Imo State. And today we'll be looking at a very vital topic. And don't forget that this podcast leaves you enlightened and informed. Well, today we'll be discussing the importance of women inclusion and in governance. Well, I will not be doing this discussion alone. I have my colleagues with me here in the studio and we'll be allowing them introduce themselves, starting from the very far right. Hi, good morning. My name is Fumbi Ajumobi and I'm happy to be here discussing this very important conversation. Welcome, Fumbi. Thank you. Hi, I'm Inkam Galadima from Plateau States and I'm happy to be here. All right, welcome, Galadima. Hello, my name is Eniola Bisriu. I'm a plaque intern for 2022. I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, and I'm not excited <laughs> to have this conversation this morning. But I guess as we go by, you understand why. Okay. Eniola is not super excited about the conversation. Okay, remember we're looking at the importance of women inclusion in governance. Fumbi, what's your perception of inclusion in governance? I think for me, inclusion means flattening barriers and flattening gaps that prevent women from actively participating in governance in Nigeria. Um, as you, have, you understand that there are two genders and you know it's unfair that one is overwhelmingly in charge or in control of government. For there to be proper inclusion, we have to have adequate numbers on both sides of the aisle and so that we can bring their perspective and experiences to the conversation. Alright, what about you, Anyola? So there's a... Uh... 2018 Policy and Legal Advocacy Center reports that suggest that this topic should be you know, discussed as discrimination and that's my position, that's why I'm not excited discussing this topic because women inclusion should not even be a topic, we're part of a group, it's natural that we should be included, mm. we started from you know, uh, female education and now we're having conversation about women inclusion in governance so who knows what next <laughs> who knows what next Kaladima what do you have to say well um Nigeria passes um, representative democracy and like can be stated we have two genders and if one of the genders is not adequately represented it mm -hmm. shows that there are issues that are not discussed that will affect one of the genders and also I think from many other points it's a fundamental human rights and you can just like for example, you can't have a legislator from Lagos representing Plateau State. Mm -hmm. So I feel also um, men cannot adequately represent the issues that are burdening women, uh, burdening and leading on women. Okay, so let's come over to you, Eniola. Let's look at the importance of women inclusion. Why do you think women should be included in governance? The importance of women inclusion in governance cannot be overemphasized. So we have women and. Um, we should be included because like it rightly said nobody can represent you better than your gender there are situations there are circumstances that a man would probably not relate to mm. and that's not because they do not have our best interest but just because they cannot so if we're talking about a family for instance including a member of that family in you know conversation decision making should not be a question so if men are not asked why they should be included i don't think that should be a question for women on why they should be included it's natural it's natural but if you want to talk about are we qualified are we able can we do we understand politics do we have the strengths for governance yes 
we should and it's important that we should be included everything you can think about is why you should be included in governance <laughs> okay now let's go over to you galadima what do you think is the importance of women's inclusion in governance well also i think it broadened the scope of the discussions that we'll be having like um in your last day that she's not happy to be here because well i think if women had been included a long time ago this conversation would not actually be happening that's right so that was one it also helped increase the representation that women have and it will also help discuss family things, things that are actually nitty-gritty. Like um, a report by UN stated that women are actually more sustainable. They have um, goals that actually are sustainable, peaceful, and then they also help in conflict resolution as opposed to men. So that's why I think it should be included. Okay, um, <laughs> let's get your take on this one, um, For me, I think I would align with Enola on the issue of OKC. So the issues that are very particular to women, particular to the girl child, particular to, to women society. And it would be perhaps unfair to just like not have the people concerned advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. So for me it's like why not have why like there's need for us to have inclusion because these issues, issues around gender violence, FGM, that's female mutilation, issues around the girl child health, um, education, they are best advocated by women. And we you know for a community we need to see like it's useful for community for children, community to see like women in power that gives them a sense of who they could be. So for, for me, it's just, not just more than, it's more than even advocacy, it's about, you know, setting the direction for other people to look up to and seeing what, I have this person in the house of reps, I can also be this. Mm -hmm. It's like you broaden the scope of what a woman or a girl child thinks she can become. And so for me, that's why it's important to have women in government and inclusion is key. Alright, and you know what you want to go again? The importance of women in government cannot be overemphasized mm -hmm. and I'm not even happy speaking about this. The fact that we have to prove ourselves over and over again on why we have to include ourselves. So I'll just round up this part of the conversation by saying that we should because we are part, a part of government so we should be included in governance okay so to start with we are human beings and part of the society we should be included and looking at it we see that women in the nation's governance and process and political landscape will also enhance the social economic development of the society well it can never be oversized like you said let's move over to something else what do you think are the hindrances and this question is directed at galadima right now what do you think are the hindrances to the women inclusion in Nigeria? What do you think has been stopping it over time? I actually have to start from home. So I think um, right from the onset, women are not given opportunities to lead. Mm. So it's subconsciously they started the leadership position and roles on the men and on the boys. So they grew up consciously with that mentality. And also um, access to education, adequate education. Like most times, more rural communities actually would um, prefer to send the boy to school than the girl the child. Girl child. Okay. Except if you have situations where parents are exposed and they see all children are equal. And on the um, governmental aspect, I would say there aren't many schools that actually cater for girls' needs. And then policies also are not driven that are sensitive towards ladies' issues. Because um, like say example, what policy like? Many people would actually prefer to actually have a guy because they would think that, um, hire a guy because they would think that you have more time at um, dedicated to the workspace as opposed to it. So um, opportunities like that help you create um, 
have an experiential knowledge on leadership and decision making as opposed to someone that actually wants to do that but is not given the opportunity. So these biases are one of the things that women actually have to fight. And also, um, like Fumbi stated, that men have a lot of role models they can point to, mm -hmm. mentors and guide and people that can, they can go and seek for guidance. And that is lacking in the female community, especially in leadership. Let's allow Fumbi say something. I'm sure he has a point. Um, I think there are a few like social barriers that prevent women. Um, so social and social barriers with marriage, you know. Okay. So as a woman, you're considering how does this work? How does this fit in with my own okay. plans? And even, even as interns, if we ask ourselves, we had our colleagues ask, as a woman, how do I go about it? As a woman from the north, how do I go about it? These are like some of the social and perhaps cultural ties that we have that we have to like try to flatten out. Um, where like marriage should not be the thing that stops you from being where you could be. Right, and so when should be encouraged in spite of in spite of marriage, in spite of the society construct that they grow grown up in, they should be encouraged to go past that. You know, they should be inspired, you know, they should be educated enough that, you know, they are competent enough to take the role. Um so for me I think there's there are some cultural cultural issues, there's some societal issues, there are um, issues around, you know, adequate education, issues around even how our politics in Nigeria is set up for mm -hmm. I'll give an instance. I was reading this book by Asha, sorry, Dr. Domain Elections, and she mentioned that, you know, in the political space in Nigeria, um, a lot of the meetings are take place at night. Okay. A lot of a lot of the, you know activities take place at night, and not just at night. At night in hotels, you know, secret hotels that you're meeting come to at 11 p.m. 1 a.m. And so this kind of affects the ability of women to participate in such events or activities. And so I think it's one of the issues that you know needs to be sorted out for there to be proper inclusion. So again, social barriers, cultural barriers, even the way. Our politics set up in Nigeria. It's not great. Okay, and Yola, over to you. Yeah, there are a lot of challenges, but I'll just list a few. Corruption is one. We also have the sexist attitude mm -hmm. deriving from cultural and traditions and then religion sometimes. We also have violence, you know, it's speech against women and all of that. So there are a lot of challenges so many challenges now let's look at the way forward and i'll take that to be our parting shot as we are about wrapping up okay so what's the way forward to all of these hindrances i'll stick with you and because you spoke last so let's start from you okay so there has to be like a reorientation i mean there are a lot of um, foreign organizations that have been doing this but i mean we can't stop until we're there over to you now fumbi what do you think is or are some of the way forward? I think orientation, the way we like relate to the girl child, even when she's a child. Mm -hmm. So from the household, you see like women, you know, if you have a son, you have a daughter, the son is being forced into leadership positions. You go to your primary school, for instance, the class captain is a guy. He's a guy, the yeah. assistant, she's me. Senior prefect. Yeah, yeah. So you have, you, have this, you have this already clear demarcation of who is a leader and who is not, or who is supposed to be the subordinate leader, right? And so these this are some of the social cultural practices that need to be stopped. And so for me, I think if a girl child grows up conscious that she's a leader and she can do anything that she wants to do, that's the beginning of the revolution that we revolve into proper inclusion and governance in Nigeria. Okay, so um, Galadima. For me, I think the first thing I would say is women have to be exposed from the very, very early to leadership position and decision-making processes. That would, in, in a way, orient them, like he stated, from the very first. Mm -hmm. So even from primary school, from home, that orientation is already taking place. So it will, be, it will come across like a natural thing for you to actually opt for these positions okay. as opposed to yeah, you really want to go, mm. right? And then also, um, one other thing again is um, for the society to realize that, like in the last day, that it is a fundamental right that women should be included. 
she should be part of the decision making process and decision themselves. And again, like I stated, proactive form of um, representative democracy. What is representative democracy? If, like in the assembly, women do not make up to 50%, mm -hmm. it's not representative, it doesn't show that this is a representative form of democracy. A lot of ladies, women, that are already in this place that have broken the glass ceiling need to go back, right? They need to go back and connect with younger people and actually share with them, experientially tell them this were the mistakes I made. I should have started earlier, I should have done this and all that. Yeah, that would actually go a long way. And also I think um, orientation again, back, going back to orientation, Nigeria is a very religious country. So I think we should get religious institutions involved in this. I think one other thing again is women need to realize that all genders need to be involved for this to go through. Mm. It's not um, male versus female. It's actually both ways. It's a cooperative effort. Thank you. A cooperative effort because we have the best interests of this nation at heart. All of us, regardless of the gender. That's why we haven't jacked by it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that brings um, to light the saying that goes, what a man can do, a woman can do better. It's just that many times we don't really allow the women to explore the societal powers or prowess that they have. But let me leave that one for another day. And Yola, what do you think is the way forward from all of the hindrances so far? I think we have to change the norm. Women have to be empowered. We need to also monitor the fairness and conduct of elections. Mm. And lastly, I would like to advise women to gain experience in provisional government. Okay, so having looked at the importance of women inclusion in governance, you would agree with me that the woman doesn't need to only be encouraged, but she needs to be empowered to build a strong, robust society. And this can only be done when everybody puts hand in glove to make this a reality. Many thanks for being a part of this podcast series. Remember, it's the fifth episode and we looked at the importance of women inclusion in governance. We do hope that you do your part as we hope that Nigeria does its own part at last. I've been hanging out with Eniola, Galadima, and Fumbi. My name is Gift Obuja Okechuku. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. This podcast edition, produced by Plaques 2022 Legislative Interns, is funded by the European Union under the Support to Democratic Governance in Nigeria, EU SDGN2 program. Thank you for listening. Subscribe and stay up to date with upcoming episodes. Follow Plaque on all social media platforms at Plaque NG.